Hey everyone, welcome back to the Blessed Child Podcast. This is your host, Renee, aka Ren Robot. So this episode is going to be a little bit different. We haven't had one of these episodes before. I'm going to call this episode Clarity Corner. I've, as you notice, slowed down over the last month in producing episodes and interviews. And in doing so, in taking a break, I've been able to catch up, catch up to all those messages that I've been getting, catch up to my life, catch up to what's happening now, and take a break from the Mooniverse. But I thought it was time. I owe you guys the input that I've been getting from the show. So first and foremost, we do have a global reach and there are producers and publishers listening to this podcast. So this is a platform for your voice and your story to be heard. There are multiple listens every day to all of the episodes that are in the log of this podcast. So I want to thank everybody that has shared on this platform. Your stories are being heard and people are listening. So with that, let's get into Clarity Corner. What is Clarity Corner? This is a place where I'm going to share with you all the feedback I've gotten from the episodes. I'm going to name the episode that somebody is commenting on, and then I'm going to tell you what was sent to me. So let's start with the closest one. Beautifully packaged lies and misplaced good intentions with Janae Sun. I got a message back about that episode. Uh, Janae and I did have some confusion about what was being said in the children's indoctrination material sent to Janae from Japan about Hak Jahan Moon's uh, theological backstory and how she is now the queen of the universe. Um, It got kind of confusing there because there was some names that we didn't recognize, but apparently it was a cryptic backstory to cover up malicious behavior and the insidious truth. So in the message, I got that Sune Hong Hakjahan's mom, also known as Daemonim, who we disclosed was a murderer who killed somebody during Ansu by aggressively beating a mentally ill boy. Sune Hong, that same Sune Hong that was in the book, um, in, in the children's book, Sune Hong was apparently protecting Hakjahan from Satan by denying her own bodily needs. But the real story is that Sune Hong tried to murder Hak Jahan Moon shortly after she gave birth to Hak Jahan. So in the children's book, it appears that Satan appeared to Sune Hong and told her to kill the baby. But that was actually Sune Hong's insidious postpartum rage. And her actual nature is to kill people because as we've seen from her track record, that's what she does. Um, then the grandmother, one. Wan Mo Choi heard a noise and rushed in to stop the murder. So Hak Jahan's grandmother saved Hak Jahan from being murdered by her own mom. Um, that story is documented in Sune Hong's own testimony. And then Hak Jahan also referred to that story. So we're going to take it to be true that Sune Hong did try to kill Hak Jahan Moon when she gave birth to her. And that is the weird story in the children's indoctrination material that is being read to children today. That is the Satan page that we were so confused about. Um, there was also a story that was told to me that Sune Hong, on top of being a violent murderer, used to chase uh, the true children or the moon children with sticks and swear at them and was extremely violent. 
towards children. She was not a nice person, as we said before. That's on the record. Okay, the next Clarity Corner story we're going to talk about is the Kodan group that I brought up with Chad in There's No Leak When the Boat is Filled with Water. That's a really great episode. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen. Chad Michael Johnson um, reached out to talk with me after the murder of Shinzo Abe from Tetsuya Yamagami, who grew up as a Jacob's child, and we still haven't really talked about what that means. And I'm hoping maybe a guest will reach out and want to disclose what it meant to grow up as a Jacob's child in the very clicky unification church, what it was like to be, uh, yeah, what it was like to be isolated and cast out and looked at like you were filthy and impure and not fit or suited, not pure enough to marry anybody else that wasn't a Jacob's child, what that was like. Uh, I'm I'm sure it was filled with torment and isolation and emotional neglect, but I can't speculate. We have to hear it straight from a Jacob's child, so we're going to leave that open. Um, let's get into what was sent to me about the Kodan group. So the Kodan group was a is a group in the Unification Church that is comprised of only Japanese members. It's a very hush-hush secret organization. You don't, the first rule of Kodan is you don't talk about Kodan. Um, you don't even know Kodan's really there. But it's only made of Japanese members, and it's got a hierarchy. What it is, is it's a group that collects extra amount of tithing and money from Japanese members. So, for instance, my family had a Japanese mom and an American dad. My American dad knew about the Coder and group, but it was my mom who they contacted to get about 20 to 30% of our income monthly. And if we missed a month, they would call and make sure they got that $800 every month. Um, it's like a mafia. Now, that's my experience with the Coder and group. I was messaged about the Coder and group from somebody that worked in upper management, that worked as a pastor, that worked closely with upper management of the Unification Church. And what they told me was that Western church members should tithe extra to it. Japanese members must tithe to it. And it's basically spending money for the moons. Since all donations are public and for providence, um, they said that technically the moons own nothing. Technically, everything, all their mansions and their private jet planes and their Gucci and Prada. Uh, technically, the moon family owns nothing. But since they're so special and providential and God's children, they deserve spending money. And that's how the Kodan tithing was spun. So the Kodan tithing is money and extra money pumped out of members on top of the tithing that they regularly give to go directly into the pockets of the moon family and their children for spending money. And that's how it was explained to an upper echelon member of the Unification Church by older members. Like that's literally what was said. That is not me. That is what was sent to me. I am reading that. So that's pretty insane. Um, 
that is something I needed to get out there because that was burning yeah, a hole in my brain. I cannot believe how, yeah, I mean, we knew it was a mafia, but now there's fact. So logging that Kodan is a mafia group that squeezes members of extra money and puts it directly in the pockets of the Moon family. There you go. We have answers. <sighs> yeah, somebody needs to look into that. Um, the Kodan group also has a hierarchy where the women, uh, bully each other. I guess they aggressively fight off anyone that wants to take their territory. Sometimes they run special fundraisers or sell food. Uh, if anybody is trying to sell food or sell product in their territory, they will bully them until they have the right of the land. Yeah. So it's basic. Yeah. It's mafia. They fight for territory. Um, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, um, it's pretty fucked up. I'm just going to put it that way. People are shunned and excluded. There's personal drama among them. Um, some of the ladies, they spearhead uh, group events and planning and fundraising drives, but none, but it all goes towards the Moon family. They're blindsided um, from extorting money from members and on the community level to bring that to the moon family pockets so yeah we're talking about cultic control we're talking about a mix of mafia money type situation if you're still following me i don't really know how to describe it but it's bad <laughs> okay all right um next Ooh. okay the next story i'm gonna cover is a clarity corner from all those times i mentioned um the sushi industry and labor trafficking and money laundering of first generation so this is an anonymous hello okay so this message is an anonymous message from somebody that worked at true world foods in the 1980s and this this is super fucking sad this gets into the heart of the um debt bondage and money laundering and money the extortion and the labor trafficking that the true world foods is built on. So I want you to remember this and I want you to hear this story. What was sent to me, and I quote, we were given paychecks, but then we had to take them to the bookkeeper who cashed the checks and then we were given stipends. The stipends covered food and toiletries. God forbid if you needed clothes. Amounts were based on single members and those with children. We lived communally in apartments and shared cars. From this stipend, we were also supposed to tithe to the local church. I was in Chicago then. Then Korean leader in Chicago church thought he could raise the tithes by shaming. Each Sunday, bulletins had a list of the members and families and the amounts they tithed for the month. So that was the message I got. So this is straight from 1984, a dystopian universe where these people worked so hard to establish True World Foods and then they weren't even given their own paychecks. They were given stipends that could only cover food and toiletries. They lived communally. They had nothing. And then their leader shamed them, put a list out 
of what people were giving on top of what they were already getting taken out of their paycheck, what they were already doing. They were being overworked. They were being underpaid. And then they were also being shamed. Everybody knew everything about everybody's business. That is not okay. There is no autonomy there. There is no, I mean, this is, this is, this is a crime. In the same message, they also brought up the topic of Kodan. So Kodan, K-O-D-O-N. They brought that up again. So we're talking about the mafia that is established by the Japanese members in the Unification Church that takes everything, that siphons everything from its members to put directly into the pockets of the Moon family. This is going back on to the message. I quote, more about the stipend systems practiced in True World Foods. Both parents were required to work at True World Foods and received a stipend, sharing housing and a car. If the mother wanted to stay home and raise the children, they would only receive one half of a stipend. After three children, the mother had the permission to stay home and receive enough money to live on. True World Foods in Chicago was one of the last church businesses to change from stipends to to members receiving paychecks. The money that was taken from members' paychecks was called B-Money, I'm sure somehow funneled without record to Moon or other businesses. They had a group of Japanese women here in Michigan that had a pledged goal for Kodan. They would sell jewelry, MFT style, door-to-door, living in a van to meet their quota. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is money laundering, guys. This is labor trafficking. This is debt bondage. This is the system. We ask the questions on this podcast and we are getting the answers. You are hearing it straight from me, Renee Thomas on Clarity Corner. This is not just me talking. These are messages from multiple people confirming the suspicions that I had of Codon being a fucking mafia. The mafia members for the Moon family. It's all about money. This isn't about anything else but money. I also want to say that Moon was a smart man and he needed his slaves to procreate for insurance to ensure that his family would have generational wealth and generational income. He coerced the members in 1980 to have more than three children. Unless the woman had three children, she wouldn't get enough money to stay home with her kids. That is called coercion, my friends. That is also a smart move to have your slaves procreate. Um, Not cool. I also have a message about Kodan, the meaning of Kodan from a Japanese member. It is a word made up by the church. It means small group that does things but has a military underlying feel of a battalion or a corps. The Japanese woman that was in charge of the American Kodan years ago is actually now a member of the Sanctuary Church Rod of Iron group. Um, the Kodan word probably came from Abe's grandfather. We're talking about Shinzo Abe, the prime minister, the ex-prime minister of Japan that was just assassinated by a Jacob's child from the Unification Church. Um, Abe's grandfather hooked up with Moon when Moon agreed to do anti-communist church activities, and they believe that the Kodan word was made up from um, Shinzo Abe's grandfather, which would be Nobusuke Kishi, the guy who was the king of 
slavery in Manchukuo and the guy who was also the prime minister of Japan and who helped establish the LDP. He might have came up with the mafia term Kodan. And also the last thing I'm going to read from this message is that the Japanese women that were fundraising for Kodan were very proud that they were making money that went directly to Moon's pocket for whatever purpose he wanted, like some twisted idea that they had some deep one-on-one love for Moon. So, yeah, we're pulling this information from multiple people, guys. This isn't just me. Uh, so far, we've had one, two, like five people inputting on the Kodan group. Um, this isn't just hearsay anymore. What starts as a whisper becomes a fact. The Kodan group is a fucking mafia for the moons. Yeah. So that's uh, that's it. That's Clarity Corner. Um, there is one more thing I'm going to put on Clarity Corner. Actually, I just I, f- I forgot about it because uh, my brain's overwhelmed with the the fact that Kodan is a mafia. But let's talk about the money laundering going on in the University of Bridgeport. I did get confirmation that that did happen. Mr. Mr. Lim Kim, who I mentioned in a previous episode, is actually, I'm, I'm getting a different perspective on him. I'm thinking he's more of a, a hero type for exposing the loose ends. Which episode did I mention him in? Um... I believe it was Bridgeport Hope School Settlement Era, Unification Church 1998 with Yoshiko Wasson. Go back and listen to that episode. It's pretty great. Um, so basically, there was a rumor. Well, it's not a rumor. All of the Mooney, well, most of the Mooney staff was fired in, I want to say, 2018. And it was really suspicious why all of a sudden. Um, the cover story was change of management, And, um, that was it. But when you dig further into it, actually, it turns out that Mr. Cameron Lim was taking a substantial amount of money in the hundreds of thousands and putting it into his personal bank account or somewhere. I don't know where he put it, but he took it from the University of Bridgeport. When the UB found out, they fired all the Moonies. That's, that's the cover story. But the more we talk about this story, the weirder it gets. So I'll just tell you what was sent to me. Basically, the person said they, they heard that Mr. Kim or Lim was taking a lot of money in the hundreds of thousands. And we're not talking about money extorted for giving good grades. We're talking about a lot of fucking money. We're talking about enough money to go live in China off of. We're talking about enough money to fire all of the professors and the Moonies in financial department. We're talking a lot of fucking money. A lot. So um, that was confirmed. That did happen. What I'm thinking is that this is, well, as we know, the Unification Church is a ginormous money laundering scheme. So I'm thinking that the University of Bridgeport served as some type of overflow for cleaning dirty money and turning it into credible money. Um, We already know there's tons of gap year programs that make millions of dollars a, a month, a year. And what doesn't get funneled through the church front has to be funneled elsewhere. And, um, grades are, 
a pretty good product to sell. Not just grades, but fake students maybe. That's my hypothesis, but what was sent to me is that the money was a lot more substantial and it wasn't for extorting grades. Anyways, this is kind of confusing, but basically what I'm saying is the University of Bridgeport served as a money laundering front and Mr. Lim Kim saw that, probably saw how corrupt it was and decided to take that money out of the moon's pockets, put it in his own and escape to China. I'm very proud of that. Thank you, Mr. Kim Lim, for doing what you did. Somebody needs to dig deeper into this story because I'm not buying the cover story anymore. I'm not buying it. Um, and that is, uh, I, I think that's it for Clarity Corner. Thank you guys for all of your input. Thank you for telling me your secrets they need to be fact because the unification church and specifically the moon family needs to pay they do um i am gonna continue season four by finishing up robert j lifton's eight criteria of thought reform the last couple of criteria that we need to talk about is the cult of confession the sacred science, loading the language, the dispensing of existence. Those are some of the topics I'm going to cover so that you have the tools to recognize coercive control and cultic dynamics in your everyday life. But more on that later. This is about all I could muster today. Um, I'm taking it. I'm taking it one day at a time. And... I hope you do too. I know we are going into holiday season. And if you grew up in the Unification Church, that's probably getting your nervous system a little out of whack. Because when you grow up year after year, knowing that ancestor liberation is right around the corner, so you're not going to get any presents and your family is not going to be able to have the money to celebrate the holidays properly your nervous system gets a little out of whack. You go back into survival mode because this is the time of year that the Moon family loves to pump money out of its members. I remember that. You probably do too. That, my friends, is what I call a traumaversary. The entire season of giving was taken advantage of and lots of money is extorted out of members during this time of year, in my experience. So... I want to give you the tools that I gave myself to get out of this cycle because you can break the traumaversary experience in your own nervous system. You don't have to go with the group flow anymore. You can make your own traditions. You don't have to follow the typical traditions, but just do something different to get you out of that cycle. Um, we're also coming upon the season of SAD, seasonal affective disorder. So traumaversaries and sad go hand in hand to make it difficult to get through this time of year. I want to let you know that that can change. It can change one step at a time, one tradition at a time. You can make your own traditions. Do what you want to do. Celebrate you with yourself or one or two people that you find near and dear to you and slowly but surely you can make your own traditions and break out of those cycles i promise you it's possible it's not easy but it is possible and i hope you have a really good holiday season coming up 
Do something for you. Make it fun for you. And I'll be there. Um, I hope this podcast can sort of, yeah, hold your hand and get through, we'll get through it together. Um, and that's about it for me from Clarity Corner. This is your host, Renee. Um, I'll talk to you guys again soon. Make sure to take care of your mental health and yeah, we'll talk again soon.